I mean, literally, we had like 50 bucks left to our name and that we hadn't even bought Christmas presents. We hadn't bought groceries. Things are really bad. And, you know, I'm praying God, hey, we're down here, you know, mm -hmm. we need help and nothing, nothing, you know. And I mean, I know he was with us, but it was just really hard. Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. My guest today is an author, editor, and writing coach. She's taught creative writing classes and served as president of her writing club for six years. She's authored four books and helps writers overcome their obstacles and write again. She lives in Bakersfield, California with her husband, two rescue dogs, and two rescue cats. I am pleased to present Joan Raymond. Joan, are you ready to share your holiday story of hope? I am. Thank you for having me on your show. I am so excited to have you here today. And I thought we'd break the ice today by having you share a holiday tradition that you do in your family. Okay. Well, we have kind of a kind of an odd one, I guess, um, or maybe not odd, but it's we've been doing this for about 20 years. So um, my kids, their dad lives in a different city, and we were always trying to figure out how do we all do Thanksgiving together? So this is a Thanksgiving tradition because, you know, everybody wants to do dinner. And mm -hmm. so we started thinking, what about breakfast? What about if we just did this really, and it didn't even, it didn't even have, some years it's really fancy, but for the most part, it's eggs, bacon, um, hash browns, you know, biscuits, you know, if somebody wants to throw something else in there, um, coffee, you know, but it's, it's fairly simple because it's, it's supposed to be us getting together. So my kids come from different areas where they live and we all gather for breakfast. And while whoever's making breakfast, sometimes my son will get in there and he'll do the hash browns or something, or my husband will do something. Um, we have the Macy's parade going. And then after we eat, we turn off the parade and we watch planes, trains, and automobiles because contrary to popular belief, it's an actual Thanksgiving story. It's the two guys coming home for Thanksgiving. Oh. So for us, <laughs> it's um, it's been, like I said, it's been our tradition for about 20 years. So then that's over noonish or something. And then we all hug and everybody goes their separate ways, but we've all had family time together and it's special. And every year, even it was like last week, my son asked, so we still doing Thanksgiving breakfast? And I'm like, you got it, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's what we look forward to. And I think that's neat that you're able to take uh, what could have been a really awkward situation and make a new tradition out of it, right? Right. And then, and you know, and then everybody's free to go and do whatever dinner or lunch they, they had planned. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it was a way for us to compromise, but have so much fun at the same time. So we've all seen the movie so many times we can pretty much repeat it, but <laughs> it's not really the movie. It's the tradition and just being with everybody, you know? Yeah. That's really what it's all about and finding ways for it to work. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. You have a special holiday story to share on the podcast today. And I thought I'd allow you to kind of introduce and say where you were at that point in your life and why this 
meaningful event has just kind of remained with you and taught you so many important lessons? Okay. So this happened about 28 years ago. My my older kids right now are 42 and 40. And my daughter was about 14 at the time. My son was uh, 12. And it was probably a couple of weeks before Christmas. We were in a bad place financially. No money. I mean, literally, we had like 50 bucks left to our name. And that we hadn't even bought Christmas presents. We hadn't bought groceries. Things are really bad. And, you know, I'm praying God hey, we're down here, you know, Mm -hmm. we need help and nothing, nothing, you know, and I mean, I know he was with us, but it was just really hard, you know, it was, it was just hard, and so it was a couple weeks before Christmas, and my daughter, you know, the 14-year-old is like, I have to, I've been invited to a Christmas thing, I'm supposed to take a gift, and I'm like, I don't have money to buy anything. And she goes, but Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm, I can't be the only one not taking a gift. I mean, you know, what are they going to say? And I'm like, okay, I will do this hot check, you know, God forgive me. Let's go to the Walmart or somewhere. I will write a hot check. It'll go through in a week. I'll deal with it. Then at least you won't be shamed in front of your friends. Mm. And I mean, I was willing to do that for her. So Mm. she says, wait a second. I just thought of something now way back. 20 something years ago, there was something called shrinky dinks and they were little plastic. It was pieces of plastic and you would color on them or do something. And then you'd put them in the oven and bake them and they would shrink down and they made really cute little charms. You could do bracelets and stuff like that. And my daughter says, hold on, you know, let's, let's not go to the store. Let me do shrinky dinks. And I'm like, okay, cool. We'll do that. I have an oven, but I need some foil pans because I can't, anytime you, when you bake these, you have to bake it on like a foil thing because then you throw it away because it's plastic and, Mm -hmm. you know, fumes. And so I'm like, I don't know where we're going to get these foil pans. And then I remembered I had a bunch of foil pans on top of my refrigerator. Now, at this point in the story, I need to go back to um, 1985. So my daughter at this point is five years old. So we're going backwards like seven years, right? Yeah, no, uh, seven, nine, nine years. We're going nine years in the past. My grandmother passes away and they've gone through all of her stuff. My cousins, my dad, you know, all my aunts and everybody, they've gone through her stuff and they're asking me, do you want this? Do you want that? And the one thing that they gave me was these foil metal pans because my grandma loved to bake. And I'm like, sure, I'll take, you know, her baking pans. And in it were real pans and foil pans and cupcake thingamajiggers. And I had put those, they had moved with us a couple of times and they were now on top of my refrigerator, you know, gathering dust. They were in this plastic bag. Okay, so now we're fast forwarding back to when my daughter's 14 and she says, oh, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. We've got grandma's pans. I can use that and throw one away. No big deal. So I get the package down from the refrigerator, top of the refrigerator, and I open it up. And when I open it up, something falls out and I still have it to this day. And for those of you that cannot see this, it is an old yellowed very well you know an old uh, it's a social security envelope it's the department of the treasury 
Bureau of Government Finance Operations dis disbursement. And it's an envelope with the number 18280 written on it. And I'm like, and it's very heavy. And I open it up and inside is $182. I don't know what happened to the 80 cents, but there's $182. And the only thing I can figure out is this was my grandmother's social security check that she cashed it. She stuck the money in the envelope in those foil pans. I have no idea how old that is, but all I know is I'd had it up there for all the, for nine years. And then that was the night we decided to open it. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and when I opened it, I sobbed, I just started bawling. And I mean, I'm crying and the family's like, what, what did you hurt yourself or something? And I'm like, grandma, grandma, God, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. And the first, here's the first thing that went through my mind was I had to call my dad. I've got grandma's money. I've got to give it back to the family because this isn't mine. This is grandma's money. And maybe they wanted to do something with it. So I call my dad, I'm bawling my eyes out. And I'm like, dad, I just found $182 of grandma's. What do I do with it? And he goes, she wanted you to have it. It's yours. Aww. And so we're all losing it big time. And it's like, it hits me. It's God. It hits me that God was saying, you know, you didn't go to the store and write a hot check. You trusted in me to do this. And, you know, by this sequence of events that went, that started way back, I have no idea when. I mean, it was at least 10, 15 years probably previous to this that I've blessed you. And I mean, blessed us in 180, I mean, $182 for a family that had nothing was like <laughs> Christmas, you know? Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, we can buy food. Um, we can pay the electricity bill. Mm -hmm. And we, I just, and so even though this happened like 28 years ago, I've kept this envelope in my, in one of my Bibles. I always keep it in the Bible that's closest to my um, bed. Because when I open my Bible, I remember God's provision mm. at a time where I had literally given up hope. I mean, I I was hopeless and willing to do what it took to help my daughter, but God hadn't forgot about us. Mm. You know, it was his timing. And it was it was such one of those God moments. It was like, okay, you're showing off, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll have more lessons, tips, and things you can apply to your life. Stay tuned. Hey, my friends, are you looking for a meaningful Christmas gift this year? If so, you need look no further. I have a fantastic, sweet, short story. I am so excited to share with you my new booklet. It's called A Broken Down Holiday. This is the story of a widowed young mother trying to travel home for the holidays soon after her husband dies and being stranded in the middle of nowhere. And some of the hard things that she experiences and some of the miracles that you wouldn't think were miracles that she had happen. But it is based on a true story that happened to my mother-in-law. It's great for those friends that you're just like, what do I get them? Something simple that's under five bucks. It's a great stocking stuffer. 
So if you want to share this message of hope with your friends or family members, check it out, A Broken Down Holiday on TamaraKAnderson.com. If I didn't trust you before, and and like I said, I have gone back to this envelope several times when things have been really, really, really bad. And it's like, okay, God, you did it once. I know you're going to do it again. I know you're not going to just leave us, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Wow. Anyway. I, I love the lessons that you pulled out of that, that God is orchestrating ways to save us years before we need it. You know, I love that idea and that he notices us in our need. And I think one of the other things that I love and and I'm kind of taking away from your story is that it it's good to have a reminder of those miracles. Like you kept that envelope, you know what I mean? Um, and whether you write it in your journal or, or make a little note or, or uh, keep an envelope that it's good to remember those things, especially when we come up on hard times again, because they're that physical reminder that, okay, you got me through that time and you can get me through this time. You know, it's that reminder. Because miracles sometimes are, they're not tangible. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was definitely a tangible one. Yeah. But, and then I have a tangible reminder that God still does miracles. Yeah. You know, I love that so much. Wow. Now you have a Bible verse that kind of goes along with that, that I think would be awesome to share in this holiday season. Yeah. One of my favorite Bible verses, and I'm going to read it because if I try to say it by memory, I will mess it up. But one of my favorite, well, one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 91. I love the entire Psalm, but I love um, Psalm 91 verse one, those who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty. Um, And then part of, then I'll just say part of two he alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. And mm. that just it just helps me. It helps me when times are tough and when things look bleak and I start losing hope again. Mm-hmm. Because we all have those moments. And sometimes they come at Christmas, right? They come in the holiday season when we're supposed to be remembering him. And then we don't, or we try to, and we're like, dear God, save me. <laughs> Well, you know, I also think at Christmas, at Christmas, it's really hard because there's such an expectation to give gifts to other people mm. and, you know, be happy and everything else. When, if you're going through a, a rough time, um, I mean, we've had more rough times at Christmas and a couple of years ago, we all decided, Hey, let's not give gifts anymore. Mm. You know, let's just take that pressure off. If you want to do something, make something. And it took mm. a lot of pressure off because now we gather and we just, we hang out. I mean, the kids get gifts. Yes. But mm-hmm. you know, as adults, you know, yeah, we're good with that. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking also back to your story about uh, even your daughter's train of thought and how sometimes God gives us the answers by guiding our thoughts to do something instead, mm-hmm. you know, well, this isn't a solution that's going to work. And then all of a sudden you think, oh, the shrinky dinks, you know what I mean? And so sometimes when we're in a pickle, God inspires us to know what the best thing is to do. And it's just those little thoughts that pop into our head, you know, and, and it's always good to follow those. Just like the thought that then popped into your head, look up on the fridge. (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely a, it was definitely God coincidences the whole way. I mean, it wasn't, coincidence it was it was truly god you know putting about you know the spirit was leading us to do this and then this and each step of the way was just a gentle 
a gentle nudge like hey mm. you know let's do this and let's do this and yeah but then the shock i i just have to say the shock was so intense that um i still remember that moment when i'm like okay i give up you know <laughs> you're good you're you're good <laughs> you're really good right <laughs> yeah exactly Wow, that it's such a beautiful and miraculous story. So thank you for being willing to share that. And as we come up to Christmas, I know you're a writer. Would you mind sharing with us about uh, maybe one of your books that might make a good Christmas gift if you're looking for sure. some? Um, I write in several genres. I write cozy mysteries. I write, write women's fictions, but I do write middle grade adventure stories. And this is one book right here. It's called Fly on the Wall. Um, so it's for kids eight to 12 years old. It's a sweet story. Um, I'll read you the back of it. It says, yeah, please do. It's uh, metamorphosis book one, actually book two has been written. It's coming out next year. So it's, if only he'd known that getting his wish would turn his world upside down. Alex wants nothing more than to eavesdrop on his parents as they make plans to celebrate his 11th birthday. But when a freak accident turns him into a fly, he discovers the only one who can help him is the family dog, Meatball. As Fly Alex hatches a plan to make things right, disaster strikes. Now he must overcome the next two impossible challenges, as well as a repulsive attraction to rotten food, and transform into a human again before his short fly life runs out. Fly in the Wall is a page-turning adventure story filled with humor, heart, hope, and a touch of magic for children 8 to 12 and reluctant readers. Ooh, so, I love that. So that that's, sounds that's Meatball. So Meat, there's a picture. I'm showing the picture of the cover, and Meatball is a huge. Um, he's a shaggy uh, dog, shaggy um, sheepdog, and he plays yeah. a huge part in this story. So that's fun. Oh my goodness! Now, where can we buy this book, and where can we connect with you? Um, so to connect with me, uh, JoanRaymondWriting.com is my website. And on that, you can find my books, you can find information about my writer coaching, but my, my books are fly in the wall, especially is on Amazon. And you have to put fly in the wall with my, my name, Joan Raymond, because there are other books with the name fly on the wall, but, um, but my book, you can get it on Amazon. You can also get it at your indie bookstore um, mm. because I have it listed um, I have it through another distributor that it distributes to indie bookstores. So those people that are a little bit that prefer not to shop on Amazon, they can get it through an indie bookstore, Barnes and Noble. It's available all those places too. Wonderful. Well, Joan, thank you so much for coming on today and for not only sharing your miraculous story and giving us hope that when those hard times come that God is aware of us and sees us, but also sharing your stories because stories um, have a way of, of giving us hope in, in unexpected times. Right. And, and we, you can even do that with kids, right. Through yeah. the, through the younger writing. So thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story of hope. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of powerful stories of hope. I know there are many of you out there who are going through a hard time, and I hope you found useful things that you can apply to your own life in today's podcast. If you would like to access the show notes of today's show, please visit my website, storiesofhopepodcast.com. 
There you will find a summary of today's show, the transcript, and one of my favorite takeaways. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this episode with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a quote or a scripture verse that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this podcast. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help you bear the burden. And above all else, remember God loves you.